0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And something people have been saying to me over the past few weeks is they thought that Covid was starting to get much closer to home. Well, to be honest, this week for us that really actually was the case, but I'll tell you more about that as we uh, as we crack on through the episode. Um so let's get started and you know that what that means that means that we're in for a bit of twangy guitar. <laughs> I don't know if you've collected anything or used the click and collect service from Ikea. Uh, now, obviously, you know, we're in lockdown and a number of stores have, have closed. And I didn't know if Ikea was one that had closed or not. But I guess that it's non-essential retail. So hence it had closed. But I noticed that their click and collect service was, was open. Now... We went to Ikea a couple of weeks ago, and we went with the intention of getting, amongst other things, an office chair. And they hadn't got any in stock at that point in time. So we ended up coming home without that particular item. Now, over the weekend, I um, we spruced up um, the office that's been created um, for uh, Mrs. Short in, the, um, in, in one of the bedrooms upstairs. And by that um the the kind of the the off cut of of worktop that had been you know um going and being used as a desk since we we did lockdown one we've replaced that with something that looked more in keeping with the room a lot more permanent because in reality she's going to be working at home now pretty much uh, indefinitely um and we put a screen on the wall uh in terms of monitor screen and we gave her a bit more working room and we um we we knew we had to change the chair because she's been sat on a, a dining room chair um, for for you know the last six months. So um, that obviously wasn't helping her posture. So we said right, okay, well we need to sort out a chair as well. And we picked a chair that we wanted, and it happened to be this chair was was from Ikea. So we went a couple of weeks ago, couldn't get the chair. Fine, uh, happened to then check on the website this week and find out that the chairs were back in stock and they were offering click and collect because on uh, on that particular item they weren't doing delivery. So for I don't know what how IKEA are doing this, but there are obviously some items they're delivering and some things they're just saying to people, no, you've got to come if you want it, you've got to come and fetch it. Which to a certain extent is fine. I'm not going to get into the mechanics of whether you should be able to have anything delivered or not. The you know the, the fact of the matter is you couldn't. So therefore, you know I had to have a ride over to Sheffield to fetch this chair. Right. Um, well, the first thing, first thing, you are charged ten pounds for the privilege uh, of collecting anything from IKEA, which you know. Rattled a little, um, my inner Yorkshireman, um, you know, um, bridled a little had been charged a tenner to go and fetch the thing that had they have had it, I would have picked it up from the store when we were there a couple of weeks ago. But nevertheless, them's the terms, um, and the only way you get round that charge is to spend over three hundred pounds, and we didn't need to spend over three hundred pounds. So therefore, if we wanted it, we had to pay the extra tenner. So okay, fine, no problem. Um, I, and I sort of thought, well. If that's the case, you know, it's a te- it's a tenner and then it's the, the cost of fuel and what have you. At least it'll be a relatively simple and straightforward process when we get over there. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, originally when it was booked, the idea was it was a collection on Tuesday. And after it was booked, it came back that we could collect it uh, on Monday. So I set off on Monday afternoon to go and get this uh, get this chair. And I arrived and obviously, um, you know, the nights are pulling in and I arrived uh, and it had already Already gone dark. And I I drove in and I followed directions, drove in, and you end up driving uh, into the car park in Arcade, which is underneath the store. So it's an it's an underground car park kind of set up. The store's obviously above you. And uh, and you get you drive in and there's all these bays laid out, and uh, but there's there's no other information at all. Um uh, so I went and parked. I thought, well, I bent apart in a bay because I don't know if I'm supposed to be in a bay. So I went and parked and I walked over to the uh, to one of the dis, uh, dispatch areas and didn't see anything in terms of a person or anything to, you know, help me work out what I'm supposed to be doing. There's quite a lot of people like me milling about all looking a little confused. And there's a note on the window which basically says you need to ring this number. So you ring this number, which is a national number. And you go through a load of um, different um, options to tell them which store you're actually at, um, and then you have to key in your order number, and then you basically get a message back which says, "We know you're there. Uh, we're going to get we're going to get your order together, um, and we'll uh, and, and we'll drop you a text message to tell you which bay to go to." And I thought, "Okay, fine, not a problem." Uh, you know, it's not quite as slick as I would have expected, but okay, it's fine. 35 minutes later, I'm still waiting for a bay. Um, there's not a lot of activity going on anywhere. I'm thinking, how is this, how does this possibly work? Um, then I finally get a message. So I've I've, I've been in there nearly 40 minutes at this point, get a message, go over to, to bay number two. So I drive over to bay number two, reverse in, all ready to go, wait another five minutes and then um, a member of the IKEA uh, staff walks towards me with a trolley with half a kitchen in it and says, your order. And I sort of went, well, okay, okay, that's fine. It's a little more than I expected for the single office share I was collecting, at which point she looked at me a bit quizzically and then you know, quoted me some numbers, and at which point I went, no, it's not 8510, it's 8501. And she looked at, again, and and disappeared off. And five minutes later, came back with an office share. So um, it was one of those weird kind of experiences that just seemed a lot harder than I than I thought it would be. I kind of I kind of expected that the IKEA bunch would have had it a little bit more nailed than it possibly was. But if you fancy a little bit of excitement, uh, a click and collect order through IKEA probably is the is the way to go if you want to be in the presence of a lot of other people looking very confused. Tuesday. The call we've been expecting since the kids went back to school came in yesterday, came in yesterday afternoon, and it was the call that said, uh, your son has been in contact with somebody who's tested positive for COVID, so therefore your son needs to self-isolate for the period of two weeks. Now, the interaction happened on Friday, and, and we knew the call was coming for a couple of reasons. I mean, one... It was going to come at some point, um, you know, in, in, in the environment, particularly in the environment of a secondary school, it was going to happen, and we've had a couple of near misses where it's not happened. But in this particular instance, it did happen, and it happened because the person in question, who's uh, who, who's con- who, you know contracted or has tested positive, uh, actually was holding my son's coat in the um, playground on Friday because somebody else had been wandering around spraying uh, ladies' perfume. And uh, and he was concerned that his bag smelt of perfume, so he he took his coat off and and was was checking out his coat and his bag to see what they smelt of. And in the in that little exchange, which seems very very playground, um, his coat was held by somebody who ended up testing positive COVID. Now, um, so so we kind of knew the call was coming, uh, but it's the closest it's been to home. Um, we've known people who've had it, um, and it certainly seems like you're starting to get to know more people who've, you know, who've, who've gone through it, but but not been touched quite to the same extent that that we knew we were going to be touched this week. So that then brought about a whole raft of head scratching and jumping up about and trying to work out what we were going to do. Now there's an argument to say you don't do anything; that you just carry on interacting um as a family because in reality the you know the 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 point he he would have been infected or could have been infected was on friday and we'd have the whole weekend and most of monday so at which point you go well what's the point you know if we're going if if he's got it and we, we will have caught it by now but then we did some thinking about it and thought well hang on a minute um he's not shown any symptoms as yet um, and you know they, they seem to go back 48 hours. So at the point when uh, you've shown symptoms, they go back 48 hours and look for people you've, you've, you've interacted with in that 48-hour period. So we, we talked about it and agreed that if he didn't come out with any symptoms but came out with symptoms on, on Thursday and, and had self-isolated since Monday, then the rest of the family would have been protected. So we made the decision that we were going to do the self-isolation as much as possible to the government guidance. Um and we're in a fortunate position. We've got a couple of bathrooms upstairs, so that made it easier and we we set the boundaries out of of, of where he could and couldn't go. And obviously, you know, we've we've all been sat up at the top of the stairs talking to him and what have you. We're just trying to keep the two meters apart and obviously he's kept out of the way the rest of the household, which has worked out absolutely, you know, worked out absolutely fine for the day and a bit that we've been doing it so far. Um, but it just is that point where it when you start having to have separate crockery and have separate um, utensils and you know start cleaning things as soon as they come down and wearing gloves to move things and all those kind of things and then not having any kind of any kind of physical interaction um then it 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 does really reinforce it does reinforce the point so we'll see how we go this week i think uh, we you know we might well change our minds about exactly the extent we go to if we get say you know through seven days um because a lot of places only do a seven day isolation and we'll wait and see how that goes but for the time being it's playing out and it's and it's playing out in our house wednesday i'm starting to feel like i'm almost a proper content creator um and that's come from a a number of things um We did the 30th chapter recording for the uh, Corona Diaries podcast, the podcast that I do with Steve Hogarth from Marillion. We did the recording for that um, on Tuesday evening. And for the first time we did it in an evening and we did it with uh, alcohol involved. And I have to say it was was a a very jolly affair, though uh, it's probably not um, the most successful podcast recording we've done. But it certainly was quite a fun thing to do but it reaffirmed the fact that 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 particular show um, which has a which has a very good audience uh, in in very good number uh, that's made its way through to thirty chapters which is absolutely great so um that's constantly sort of um, you know reinforcing the fact that actually to a certain extent this kind of thing is something I'm doing now um kind of for a living really um the um The other thing that kind of reinforced it is the fact that over the weekend I gained two new uh, patrons, so I I uh, I now have a couple more patrons who are supporting this particular show, and they've they've all all the patrons I have have all come because they came to know me through the Current Diaries podcast, Um, and I actually I actually did my first. Patron or Patreon post. Um, I actually did it whilst I was in the car park at IKEA waiting for the office chair. Um, but uh, actually posted to uh, on that platform to that to that group, and uh, and I've now started taking a real interest in in thinking. Right, well, I need to do something properly with with Patreon now, uh, and, and and sort of post a few more things on it, and you know make a a, a little bit more um effort with it and maybe try and dra- drive some more traffic towards it which is the kind of thing that a proper content creator would 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 you know would possibly do um, the third reason why is that I was invited to be on a podcast um, th- um, a few weeks ago, and that's going to go out tomorrow. And that's a um, a show called Pods Like Us, um, and it's a, it's uh, a chap called uh, called Marv, called Martin, but everybody calls him Marv, who listened to uh, Corona Diaries and got in touch and said, "Would you mind coming to be on the new podcast I'm starting?" And he's talking to a lot of his favourite podcasters about. You know what got them into podcasting, what's been the reason behind their show, and and those kind of things. So that that goes out this week, and it was a pleasure to be asked uh, to be a guest on that. Um, you know, which is kind of a a, a a proper sort of you know content creator um, type of vibe, um, and and then finally um, the nine to forty two podcast um that I do with Jace Hunt, which is the one based around this event called the Guitar Show. Um we well you might you'll have noticed that today's this week's episode is going to be called Splendid Isolation. It's going to be called Splendid Splendid Isolation Part two because um of um my eldest who is who is currently well in his room I can hear him from here. Um and that's a Little Angels song. Um, And I was a huge Little Angels fan in the day And um, the next guest on that podcast will be Bruce Dickinson Who's the guitarist from Little Angels So it's all starting to coalesce in a kind of proper content creator-y type vibe Which um, I have to say, I have to say, I quite like (laughs) It's got to be a bit of a shout out today to a local theatre, uh, to the Lawrence Batley Theatre in Huddersfield, which is a fantastic building. It's on the outskirts of Huddersfield and uh, it's an old uh, chapel, I believe. Uh, I think it might be a Methodist chapel, uh, but it's a really, really nice building. And we've um, we've taken the kids to events there and, um, you know, been and had coffees there and what have you because they've got a nice little coffee shop and there's a great courtyard you can sit, sit at outside and but it's just one of those little kind of um little little town theaters you know they 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 very rarely have any real big names come through get some touring productions through um but it's a beautiful building and it's and it's well supported um and it's you know a real um plus for the town but what they've they've done is they've managed to assemble a couple of really great casts for a couple of lockdown presentations um, which are sort of far more virtual events they're almost podcasts with you know with some animation and some um, some, some bits of graphics thrown into them um, so've they've, they've done the understudy, which is a David Nichols um, book, and they've also done uh, a murder mystery called what a carve up. And for the, the what a carve up they they basically just asked a load of, of stellar names um and and a, a load of people just said yes they would they would be involved and they've done it as a streaming event and you can book uh you get a forty eight hour pass to watch this thing when you when you book it. Um and it's about an hour and a half long, uh runs until the end of the, the month. But they've got the likes of you know, of Rebecca Front and Stephen Fry and Derek Jacobi are all in this this event, which is which is amazing. And it's kind of lockdown in that respect has turned everything on its head because where you would only have the West End that had the power to pull these names in, or the big provincial theatres had the power to pull these names in, what you've now managed to get is anybody doing interesting creative stuff has you know because people are available and could sit in on a zoom call or sitting on some form of virtual call have then managed to you know pull together these these creative pieces of art now is it theater i i, prob- I don't know probably possibly possibly not i don't i don't really know what it is but i don't think it really matters is it a piece of unique entertainment and the answer to that is absolutely is absolutely yes, and I think if you think of staged um, the um, you know the thing that uh, the BBC did with David Tennant and Michael Sheen, and if you haven't seen that, you absolutely should. It's absolutely amazing. Then it's then it's it's probably going to be quite similar in terms of its creativity to to that. So um, we've we've booked to watch it uh, in the next few days. I'm be really interested to see how it all pans out. But all power to the Lawrence Berkeley Theater for for you know for pulling that together and for having the you know the creativity and the bravery and the foresight to just say do you know what we can do this Friday, and we got to Friday, um, and I'm not going to do just one thing today. Um, though there's plenty of things I could bang on about and probably bang on about for quite a while. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is no. I'll leave that to the end. I'll leave that one to the end. Um, I'll give you a I'll give you a self isolation update, um, which is why the choice of title actually turned out to be uh, very very apt in in splendid isolation, um, because my eldest has been living his best lockdown life. Uh, he's been waited on hand and foot all week. Um, I don't think he's changed his life that much. If I'm being honest, the, the school have been brilliant and sent him, uh you know, plenty of work. So he's been he's been working through the morning and into early afternoon. At which point he's been breaking, and because there's a lot of them off, there's about a hundred of them off, and there's quite a few of his mates off. We've we've morphed into Xbox activity sort of mid afternoon, um, and and that's then taken him through the rest of the rest of the day. He's not felt. The desire to really take an enormous amount of interest in his appearance. Um, we have been, uh, you know, sort of jogging suit bottoms and various t-shirts and the occasional, you know, wash. Uh, I think we've managed to get him to clean his teeth, but you know, washing's been a little bit more fragmented. So I think he's he's, he's quite enjoyed living his his best teenage lockdown life. So, um, but the the important thing is he's he's so far not shown any symptoms, and we're you know, we're seven days plus in to the point where he where he had the interaction um with the person who was infected. So we hopefully we're we're hoping we're about there and, and you know, maybe at some point over the weekend we can take a decision about letting him out, so to speak, as in with the rest of the household. He still can't go outside for another week, but you know, we might we might let him loosen the rest of the house. Though to be fair, looking at the way and how much he's enjoying his current life, he'll probably just go back to exactly the same routine he's had through the course of the week, I would have thought um, So that's the update on that and that's that's kind of nice. So yes, it got a bit closer but maybe it's not as close as as we thought and maybe you know we've we've dodged a bullet um with, with this particular one. Um, I'm finding myself furtively nipping off to look at CNN. Um, I've started taking to watching CNN for half an hour while I've been having a lunch. And I've made a point of kind of having my lunch sort of between about 12 and 12 and one, which gets me the sort of seven to eight o'clock slot in on the East coast. So the CNN thing hasn't gone away and I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, it's definitely got the, the feel of an addiction because I'm furtively sneaking off to try and, grab a bit of uh CNN even though that that whole you know that whole situation appears to be playing out with a little bit of a whimper now um it's there's a the the, the tough the grandstanding and the tough talking still there but it seems to be just the, the sting seems to be taken out of it uh a little bit more and so i think maybe we're on a situ- onto a situation where that will start to sort itself out over the course of the next couple of days, particularly with the calling of Arizona, where it's you know it's uh, and, and I think they'll call Georgia off the recount. I think it'll end up at three hundred six um, electoral college votes. So I think I think that's starting to get you know a little bit uh, a, a little bit on its way to sort of fizzling out. Um, but then of course we've had the drama over here with with the fact that you know um, there's been turmoil at number ten all week, and and hey presto. Dominic Cummings is now a thing of the past, having having at the start of the day going to be leaving before Christmas and by the end of the day being gone altogether. Um, and and the pictures on the media at the moment just appear to be of him with a box, leaving number 10, which I imagine will be, um, for, you know, that, that will be it. Um, I have mixed feelings on that because at the end of the day we've still got to live with what he... The chain of events he put in place, um, particularly um, all the nonsense to do with Brexit, and particularly to do with the fact that we still have a um, you know a dollop of incompetence um, that that we've got for the uh, another four years yet. So um, I, I have mixed feelings about about that. Uh, it's a little bit like when David Cameron walked off the day after the referendum, and it's like, well, that's fine, mate, but look what you've left us with and and i feel a little bit the same way about about dc but he's moved on and things potentially will will shift and will change and maybe there will be a softening on a whole number of topics which ultimately will will, will be better for the country one would hope um and finally i suppose um it's it's a blue week um if you listen you know that certain weeks in the month have certain colours. Uh, week one's lime, week two is blue, week three is red, week four is pink. And and often the blue week is a is a, a week where I'm feeling a little bit more maudlin, a red week's a, a week when I'm feeling a little bit more ranty. But actually, it's not been a normal blue week in that in that sense, really. I don't feel like it's been a a down or a, or a mopey kind of week i think it's been you know even with everything going on with the isolation it's been a, it's been a positive week and there's been some interesting things you know going on so so we've we've not broken not broken the back but we've had a blue week that's not been too bad and that's included a friday the 13th so i don't know maybe maybe there's something in that maybe we can start thinking positively about the future that I've had at blue week podcast, including a Friday the 13th. And you know what? It's largely been all right. It's largely worked out pretty much. Okay. In the end. Right. I hope you, I hope you're all well, stay safe. Um, and I will talk to you all next week. Oh, and I've, uh, I've put a few links in the show notes, uh, particularly the, um, the article with regard to what a carve up that's in the, uh, That's in the show notes, so if you get two seconds to click on something, click on that, because it really is quite a great story. Okay, I'll speak to you all soon. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.